Welcome to the Marvelicious Toys Podcast, hosted by the Astonishing Arnie, the Mighty Marjorie, and Captain Justin. Nah, just Justin. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages, and much more. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious! Hello, welcome to Marvelicious Toys, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive edition show, kind of. I'm Marjorie. This is Arnie. And this is Justin. And we are just a couple of days from San Diego Comic-Con. It's weird because it's been three years and I haven't missed a show. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of missed a show. I mean, it was kind of a show, I should say. There's that Thanksgiving one. It's kind of like when Paul Rudd hosted that Saturday Night Live episode, but nobody came. (laughs) The COVID episode. (laughs) Didn't really miss a show. That was sad. I felt so bad. That was his five-timers club, and it was so sad. (laughs) Our friend Perry went to the November show and said that it was so weird to walk around the exhibit floor and have it be a ghost town. But, hey, Hasbro didn't show up. It wasn't really a must-see con. They're coming to this con, kinda. We're gonna talk about it. But first, let's make some thunder here. The Thor movie we were all anticipating so much finally came out. What did you guys think? I liked it. I I thought it was the best of the Thor movies. It was funny. I love the Screaming Goats. They were the best. Tooth Nasher <laughs> and Tooth Grinder. And I really think Disney missed out by making the stuffed goats that they did not be screaming, but that's their problem, I guess. Chris Hemsworth really just found his niche there. He's good at comedy, and I think that's what they need to stick with with him. I thought Valkyrie was really good, and I was pleasantly surprised that the Jane Foster storyline wasn't ham-fisted and shoehorned in there, but it actually was good. I feel there's some left out, like there should be a really good director's cut that kind of expounds on some stuff that was just kind of left out as far as that goes. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I I enjoyed it too. And I'm not one of these guys. I hear a lot of people complaining that like Marvel is always too jokey and stuff like that. Like I... I enjoy the humor, and I can see if, you, if you're not into these type of jokes, how it can be a slog, but this is always right up my alley. I enjoyed it quite a bit. My only my only thing is, and I'm not saying I'm there yet, but I'm starting to wonder if a little bit of Korg goes a long way, because <laughs> having Korg say something almost after every line started to feel a little bit like, all right, we get it. Korg's there, and he's being funny. But <laughs> then I got upset when I thought he was not going to make it. See, that was sad, wasn't it? I was like, no, don't take Korg. You had my exact reaction, Justin. I was like, I love Korg. Wait, that's too much Korg. And the moment I thought too much Korg, I'm like, you didn't want you to kill Korg. (laughs) Right. But yeah, lots of fun. I thought Christian Bale was great. Like, I'm not I'm not even sure that we needed Christian Bale for this character, but you know, he brought it in the scenes that he needed to, and it was it was awesome. I liked seeing a lot of the god stuff. Like getting to I 
can't remember. Like, I want to say Eternia, but that's not it. Like, wherever Zeus was having his orgy parties. Omnipotent City. Omnipotent City, yes. That that was fun. And Russell Crowe playing Zeus is fun and all that good stuff. So may, maybe someday we'll get a fully naked flick too hard Thor figure. <laughs> I don't think I want that figure. <laughs> We get to find out that Thor's got a whole bunch of tats on his back, man. He's got, like, prison tats up the wazoo. The Loki tat was great. (laughs) Well, you can hear the full 90-minute review we did over at NowPlayingPodcast.com, me, Stuart, and Jacob. But the one thing I didn't talk about over there, because it's more collecting-related, is the AMC popcorn bucket. We talked about the Doctor Strange (laughs) popcorn bucket they did a few months ago, and now they did one even better, a Mjolnir popcorn bucket. (laughs) This thing was sold out. We got to the theater an hour early to get this... I guess they're not calling it a bucket. It's a popcorn vessel. Yeah. And the employees behind the counter are all like, no, we're sold out, but I bought like five of them. <laughs> like, thanks, guy. At multiple AMCs, the employees bought numerous ones to resell, which is kind of a downer when that happens, but AMC doesn't care. I mean, I get them wanting to have like a premium collectible to sell at the movie theater, and I'm, I'm all for it, but like... And I even understand why they need to make it tie in somehow to, like, why would I buy this at the concession stand? Like, because it holds popcorn ostensibly. But it's like, why not just do a cool collectible and have it be exclusive to a theater? Like, I don't need a Thor hammer that can also be used to hold popcorn awkwardly. It's funny because one guy got there before us and bought one, and it... It's a large popcorn. And so you're looking at the photo, you're like, well, how big is this hammer? And the guy who got one looked and said it held about one cup of popcorn. And the guy's like, behind the counter, well, you can either keep bringing that back for refills, or we could just give you a large popcorn and the hammer separately. (laughs) It's like, to get a large popcorn, which is enormously large and way too much popcorn for anything other than a family of seven. But you'd have to do like 20 laps to the concession stand and back with the hammer (laughs) but they knew that there was demand for this they ended up putting it up for quote pre-order even though it was in every amc it's a pre-order through their website they had the qr code up on the counter there for 40 dollars. i don't even get the popcorn it's a 40 dollar hammer collectible and it ostensibly will ship in the fall maybe around the time of the dvd release i don't know interesting yeah i mean having it be something that you can pre-order and have sent to you at home it makes it make my brain understand it a little bit better you know what i'm saying like i'm not going to the movie theater and having this big weird thing to lug around and only have a cup of popcorn out of (laughs) and also at that point it's like 40 bucks for a cool looking hammer all right i like that the hammer comes on like a base so it's not just a hammer that you just set down it has like a stone base that keeps it at a bit of an angle and things it's kind of nice for a popcorn bucket and i've really gotten into collecting these things as kind of cheesy ironic decorations for my home theater but it's frustrating because yeah they were 40 in theaters but they went immediately over 100 on ebay and i'm not sure how much i trust a pre-order from amc but we'll find out how that goes (laughs) I, I gotta be honest with you, until I saw the picture with the top of Molnir opening up, I didn't know that it was sitting on a rock. I thought it was like a baggie filled with like caramel corn. <laughs> like, <laughs> But that makes more sense. 
more room for popcorn. It's the glossiness of the official photo, I guess. I'd yeah. have a photo of it that we took, except, well, I couldn't get one. admittedly we went to the seven o'clock show and there was like a four o'clock show and so i guess everybody at the four o'clock show ended up walking out with hammers plus the employees but to tie into thor love and thunder ulta has a line of thor makeup and some of it's really cool it's got like a thor love and thunder eyeshadow palette that breaks apart like one side's love one side's thunder with different colors and they've got a magnet in the middle and they kind of connect and they're really cool there were makeup sponges like you know beauty blender um there was two highlighter kits some makeup brushes which are super pretty with like a a rainbow kind of oil silk effect on the handles they had lip glosses and they the lip glosses were like really weird and like big to hold so i didn't get any of those and wearing a mask kind of no point in wearing lip gloss when you're wearing a mask but they also had eyeliner but the eyeliners came with a stamp so you can stamp like stars on your face and that was kind of cool and oh they did have a separate valkyrie eyeshadow palette which has some really fun colors in it and these are all bright colors and super fun. And this had really great packaging. Now, the Ulta brand makeup is not, like, the super best. It doesn't have good staying power. Oh, and I also picked up this really cool Thor Sparkly. It says it's a makeup bag, but it's kind of like a flat, like, almost like you're carrying a little flat briefcase. It's kind of like a pleather with sparkly stuff on it. Like, everything that's blue on there is sparkly. But it was really cool. So I picked up that. I was actually going to put my Dyson stuff in it. Did you see the little zipper tie it has yeah the zipper pull is also thor's hammer so i guess it's jane's hammer now at this point but it was super fun it's it's kind of fun to find stuff related to a movie it wasn't expensive i think it's like right now it's buy one get one 50 off at ulta too so not expensive and kind of fun to have now i don't i don't know much about makeup obviously but like looking at thor's color palette it looks like kind of like his regal armor that we saw him wearing most of the movie with the blues and the golds and stuff is that something that you're expected to like put on your face and not look clownish or like those- <laughs> it's eyeshadow it's eyeshadow and you pick like one or two of them it's not like pick thor for today and like put as many as you can find no 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 it's generally two to three okay you blend Depending on, I mean, there's different techniques and how you want to do it and everything. But generally, you know, you kind of layer it and put it a few different colors. You know, there's this, you put darker color out third, outer third of your eyelid. And you know, sometimes people do it in the crease. It just depends. Yeah, you don't end up looking like Ziggy Stardust. I'll say that much. No, no, <laughs> no. But now I think I'm going to wear every color every day for you, Justin. Nice. I'm just going to put every single color on. <laughs> Just, like, keep it going, like, start doing, like, yeah. with the eye, and it moves up your forehead and down your yeah. cheek. I mean, I mean, it's Comic-Con. No one's going to bat an eye at it, right? Right? That's just cosplay at that point. Yeah. Valkyrie's got a cool palette. It's got, like, blues and whites and stuff to make some cool designs there. But, I don't know, it's kind of fun to get something tied into the movie. And You know, you guys always get stuff. There's always, like, men's shirts and things like that. And it's kind of nice to get something that is... Well, it could be for anybody, but it is nice to see something that's traditionally in the female section that we get part of the movie, too, and stuff we'd actually use every day. I do love the magnetic makeup case that, like, breaks apart like the hammer and then will snap back together again. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And I'll say that this can be for collectors, too. You said they're buy one, get one half off. I may go shopping. 
Not that I'm going to be wearing Valkyrie eyeliner. However, you can't discount the usefulness of makeup brushes when dusting statues and action figures. Oh. And they have various sizes here of makeup brushes, and they've got little thunderbolts on them, so they kind of represent Thor. Now, you got to be careful if the base of the brush is metal. Sometimes you want to put just a little bit of electrical tape on there in case you push a little too hard. You don't want the metal base where it's sharp right by the brush to scratch your toy or statue. But... Makeup brushes are what I use to get in the fine creases and keep the dust out of all my sideshow and general giant stuff. That's a pretty good tip. I never even considered that. Of course, if I bought makeup brushes to do something like that, I've got two ladies living in the house. I'm not sure if they would survive and not end up in the bathroom. (laughs) So something to think about if you find yourself facing dust, as most collectors do. (laughs) Now, just before we get to Comic-Con, I also do want to talk Marvel Legends for a minute because there was an exciting reveal on Friday. Hasbro had teased us that they were going to do the Spider-Man No Way Home Spider-Men, where we get Amazing Spider-Man, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man is what they're calling Tobey Maguire now, and then just Spider-Man is Tom Holland. Oh, interesting. But... Did you order this, Justin? It is a Pulse exclusive. Of course I did. It's (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. Two of these are all new sculpts. The friendly neighborhood Maguire, who I hear is actually not too friendly if you encounter him in a neighborhood. (laughs) And (laughs) Andrew Garfield, who I hear is a very nice gentleman. (laughs) Nice. That's the one I was kind of holding my breath to find out about. Because we did get, you know, amazing Spider-Man six-inch Marvel stuff. Not... That long ago. I mean, it's been, what, six, seven years, but it's still in the modern toy era of, you know, Hasbro Marvel Legends. So I was concerned that we might just get a repack of one of those, which, hey, two all-new Spider-Man figures, I'm, I'm for it. I am, too. I do hear the people who say they wished that... The Tom Holland Spider-Man was a new sculpt that was a little more movie accurate to his final scenes versus the one that they'd given us before. It is new painted, but it's just a repaint of that figure. And a lot of people, I saw somebody, you gotta love those people who rhyme, no head, no bread. They wanted the (laughs) unmasked heads of the characters. (laughs) You have to wonder at this point if it's something to do with licensing and Sony and all that stuff, because we used to get the heads. Like, just talking about that Andrew Garfield one, that came with an Andrew Garfield head back back then. And we sometimes get Tom Holland heads, so what's going on here? Like, we couldn't get all three in one pack and keep it under $400? I've got two thoughts on that. I also did think licensing, and somebody pointed out to me, Hot Toys just announced an amazing Spider-Man where they do have an unmasked Andrew Garfield head. Hmm. So he's at least willing to give his likeness to them, or they still have likeness rights from back when he made those old movies, something along those lines. But the other thing that hit me is they're not going to sculpt new figures top to bottom, pinless, unique sculpts that they can't repaint later all that much, and release them only once ever as a Hasbro Toy Shop exclusive, making me think that maybe we will see Lab Coat Amazing Spider-Man without his mask on, where he just put the lab coat over the Spider-Man suit. Some people are wondering if it might come in a two-pack with youth pastor Tobey Maguire. (laughs) (laughs) you're so right arnie this is get us with the bare minimum the first time and then you know 
six months, eight months down the line, oh, hey, here's The Amazing Spider-Man with an Andrew Garfield head. Single release. It's like, but I already have that, but I don't have the head, so I gotta get it. They know what they're doing. Yeah, but if they used the lab coat from Mr. Fantastic, where they changed the arms and used the lab coat arms and put the coat over the Spider-Man suit and use an unmasked head, that would feel different enough that it wouldn't feel so much like a double dip. Yeah, there's ways to get the heads out there without double dipping, as you say, but I can see it going both ways. I can see having to buy all three of these figures again just to get the heads, even though we've already done that with the Tom Holland. We've already bought that figure with the head, so just need two of them, really. My other thought is maybe McGuire isn't signing off. You know, McGuire is notably prickly, so we'll see. Maybe he did, and they're holding off for a future release. Maybe he didn't. We'll find out if they put it out again. The other thing, though, is $89.99 for three figures. And these are not deluxe figures. They're nice figures, but it's not like we're talking a rhino and a kingpin here. We're talking $30 per figure for basic legends. Yeah, that stings a little bit, right? And being con season... Like, some of these prices just kind of, like, go past my head without me thinking about it too much because, you know, we're going to Comic-Con pretty soon. It's like, what you think the price is going to be and what the price actually is is always a little further apart than what it should be. But, yeah, 90 bucks for three figures is, that sets up there. Like you said, 30 bucks a figure, that's... That's a little crazy. I mean, we're at 25, 26 a figure, and then that would be 75. But to go to 90, part of me did think this felt like a Comic-Con exclusive, and then you just throw in your Comic-Con exclusive surcharge of $15. But if this is a Comic-Con exclusive, it's a Comic-Con exclusive in 2023, because this ships in August 2023, literally over a year from now. Man. They only had digital renders to show of these figures and couldn't even show the box of it yet. I mean, we'll be able to see these figures next year at San Diego, but right now, they don't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this, I'm surprised that they went up for pre-order already, because I feel like this was a little bit of Hasbro saying like, oh... Figuarts is going to show off their Spider-Man. We better show ours, too, before everybody goes all in and doesn't have any money left over for Spider-Man for ours. Well, either way, I'm excited about this pack and look forward to two birthdays from now when I'll finally have it. (laughs) Don't put it in that much perspective, man. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously... Never thought I'd have to pre-order Legends like they were Hot Toys, though. I'm really patient when it comes to Hot Toys, but action figures, remember when they used to announce them, and then we could buy them, and then we would have (laughs) them? (laughs) I know, it's getting to the point where I've, I've forgotten so many things that I've ordered, like this, just this week... I got a box from Hasbro Pulse. I'm like, what did I order? Oh, here's Mr. Sinister from the VHS collection. Like, I totally forgot about that, but here it is. Yeah, it's... I almost blame internet culture for it, though. It's like, we must have more announcements. We must have more announcements. You can't sit there and not constantly engage with new content. And the fact is, they're coming out with so many figures a year, and they're not allowed to reveal MCU content. So we can't reveal a Black Panther wave that's going to probably be on pegs come October. And they can't reveal if there's going to be more characters from Ms. Marvel and maybe Scarab from Moon Knight or She-Hulk. You know, they can't reveal those until they're allowed to by Disney and Marvel. And so it's, 
I get that they're kind of on the hook, and yet fans and collectors are out here like, give us news, give us news. But by the same token, by doing this, by the time these figures come out, yeah, it's going to be old news. It's like, I'm going to see people, including us, reviewing these figures in August and September of 2023 and be like, and? I'm looking forward to these figures they just announced in 2027, man. (laughs) I mean, you're so right. There's... There's a window of like when I first find out about a figure and to the time I get it in my hands where that window keeps getting longer and longer and somewhere in the middle there I'm losing not interest, but the level of excitement for that figure, you know, kind of slows down because it's going to be here in, you know, a year and a half. So yeah, it's, it's a game that I feel like hopefully Hasbro is getting ready to reassess because I feel like a lot of this was... Yeah, like you said, it's internet culture, but I think a lot of it is, too, is that we didn't have cons for the last two years. So this is just kind of how we rolled stuff out to keep engagement going. But if we're going to add cons back into the mix and keep going at this pace, it's going to be almost too much to keep up with. You know, we're so far behind on getting these items. We pre-order them so far in advance. We moved about 15, no, I guess 14 months ago, and we're still getting stuff at our old home because Walmart doesn't allow you to change the address on orders. You have to cancel and do an order, which you can't because the item is sold out, no longer available. Long gone, yeah. Yep. So we're going to have to send our the people that bought our house like an edible bouquet or something at some point because they keep getting our shipments. And I'm like, there's nothing we can do. I'm so, so sorry, but this was pre-ordered. They don't let us change the address. Luckily, they're very nice and text me when they get stuff, but I don't know. It just kind of seems like it's taking forever. We're getting pre-orders too soon. Well, that makes me wonder and segue to our Comic-Con conversation. What will Hasbro reveal? I'm very much, I guess, looking forward to their 2024 lineup. (laughs) (laughs) Do we know what the exclusive is for Marvel? Yes, there isn't one. Oh, okay. That's awesome. I mean, there is the Mojo set that they called their Summer Convention Exclusive, which you can still order now on Hasbro Pulse. But interesting, this Comic-Con is going to be very, very different. I'm so used to preview night, the crush, and I've called it on the show before, dangerous and just somebody was going to be stampeded. Part of the reason I even sign up for my Pulse membership, yes, I make my money back in free shipping, but the fact that they had the Pulse Premium member line for their store at Comic-Con in 2019 and Celebration back then, they're not even having an on-site store this time. If you're looking at our video podcast where you see Bandai and another company next to Mattel, that used to just be Hasbro selling stuff, whereas Hasbro themselves were in the one booth exhibiting. Now they have two exclusives, a Star Wars one and a G.I. Joe one. You just go to the Hasbro booth, you find somebody who's going to give you a slip of paper with a QR code, and then you scan the QR code. It is single use, and you can then buy the Star Wars or Joe exclusive. They're not even doing that with Marvel. You can just order it now. Nothing is ready. Maybe it's the shipping delays. Maybe it's they don't want to spend the money to ship it all to San Diego and then have us all spend the money to ship it home. I'm not entirely weeping that I don't have to carry it through the con, but it's also a bit of a letdown. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. I like it, and on the other hand, I don't. You know, it's like, is it going to be a lot less stress? Yep. 
Is it going to be an experience that we miss out on? Yeah, a little bit. There's there's a certain amount of adrenaline in making sure that you secured your place in the Hasbro booth line. You know, it's like, all right, we did it. We can check this off the list. And now it's like, oh, yeah, here's my QR code. Awesome. If you want, I mean, I can push and shove you a little bit and like cut in front of every line. We can kind of pretend like the Hasbro line still exists. Yeah, we might need to do that just, you know, for old time's sake. There was just something so Comic-Con-y, though, not just about the bruises, but about <laughs> buying an extra one and ripping it open on after preview night, sometimes not even leaving the building, just going out into the hallway, finding a little bit of space and actually taking out the figures and the accessories and looking at what you had and getting it in hand. Like we talked about with the lack of excitement with the Spider-Man pack. I'm going to be excited when Mojo shows up. Don't get me wrong because it's a brand new figure of Mojo, you know, all new sculpt, something that Hasbro's never given us before. That's going to be exciting, but it's going to lack the adrenaline and the feeling of victory from getting it at a con, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, is it really a conquest if the people just give up? <laughs> I know, I'm already trying to think, like, what do we fill that void from preview night with? Is it going to be Mezco? Are we going to see if Mezco is doing anything exciting that night? Or Mezco has not announced any exclusives. Oh, boy. <laughs> we're gonna go through all the announced exclusives i do have the list here but mezco is not on this list hasbro is not on this list well we might just have a cool calm less collecting and more news oriented comic-con experience this time think of the money you're gonna save though right every comic-con we've ever gone to except for 2006 we've had to ship home a lot of stuff We've done the Office Depot route, we've done the UPS route, we've done the FedEx route, we've done the ship-on-site route. This is the first Comic-Con that I believe I will be leaving. It'll be the one where I spend the least and ship nothing. I do want to point out it is the 10-year anniversary of the Helicarriers, so <laughs> it feels kind of good not to have to ship a box that's going to cost me $70 to ship. Ship a pallet home. Yeah. <laughs> Or have to carry that thing. I mean, it was so big. It was just unwieldy. Yeah, it was like carrying like four or five guitars. Mm-hmm. So here's my question, though. I have this problem where if I, if there's nothing for me to buy, you know, you have the itch to buy, I will buy other stuff and probably overcompensate. Are you guys going to have that problem? I know Arnie might. I don't know about you, Justin. Yeah, I mean, I know myself all too well, and I, I get the feeling I'm going to buy non-marvel stuff you know what i'm saying like i'm gonna end up buying some dc stuff or just cool figures that catch my eye here and there dc won't be there this year justin sure it, i mean it doesn't matter though the problem <laughs> is is like any cool figure that catches my eye will now be that much more on my radar because it's like well i'm not having to budget for all this other stuff that i normally buy yeah it is notable dc themselves are skipping warner brothers as a company is skipping but McFarlane will be there who makes DC figures and Mattel will be there who makes quite a few figures of different licenses and I mean I'm not going to find myself giving in and buying the Cobra Kai figures at Diamond. I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> but I 
can see what you talk about with the itch. To me, there's almost a sense of victory if I don't have to ship. So, like, being minimalist this time is my goal and my win. I do want to point out, I mean, if you guys want the Hasbro experience, there is Mattel. And that is often a full contact sport. And they didn't do pre-sales this year. So anything they have out for an exclusive is going to be in the booth. Well, let's get into some of these exclusives because there are quite a lot of them. Now, one thing that was a mess this year is the exclusive lottery for Funko, Loungefly, Mondo, UCC Distributing, and Jack Specific, you had to enter a lottery where you had 12 credits, and you had to do this by last Friday at noon, except the form was broken, so they extended it till Sunday at noon, except most people did it by Friday at noon because they'd fixed the form, and then Friday afternoon they added Jack Specific, which wasn't on the form, and then you can't edit the form. This is, in my mind, a cluster. <laughs> so you're telling me is if I was unaware of this and didn't do anything, I can still go try to get into Jack Specific? It'll be too late now. <sighs> and then they say it's going to be two to three days from the close of this lottery before you find out if you won. Of course, they're not going to tell you. You actually have to go back to the portal and look to see if you've won. And if you don't see that you won, maybe they just haven't told you yet. <laughs> <laughs> you ever think they got out of practice after a couple of years off? <laughs> right. <laughs> Comic-Con's usually a well-oiled machine. This this is something I'd expect from the con formerly known as Wizard World. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Wizard World, you'd find out about your exclusive lottos like three weeks after the con when it's too damn late. <laughs> That's like peak Wizard World. <laughs> I don't know. Fortunately, we moved in the past... 13 months, as Marjorie mentioned a little bit ago. And as part of moving, I had to pack up all my collection, which is hard, but it's also eye-opening. And so Funko, a booth that every year I'd stress out about and try to enter the lotto and not win, I'm kind of really picky on Funko now instead of all in. And so the exclusives this year, I'm certainly not needing the soda line at all, let alone the Star-Lord or the Chase Unmasked with Walkman Star-Lord. But I can see how people who are into that line would be frustrated by the Chase. Even if you get in, you don't get it. <laughs> These are notoriously terrible to get because not only do you have Funko company collectors, you have Funko specific Marvel collectors, and then you have Funko specific soda collectors. So the different subsets just makes these just no. They're also going to have a total of six Marvel pops, though. And I got to admit, some of these I kind of like. The glow-in-the-dark Miss Minutes, the Spider-Man 2099, the Silk... I'm kind of liking a couple of these. Yeah, Miss Minutes is cool. Is that our first one with an action stand? Oh, yeah. It looks like Spider-Man 2099 has one, too. I think we've had a few with action stands, but mm. it is unusual. The ones I have on display here just don't have any stands at all. Do we know if the Miss Minutes is going to come out regularly, just not glow in the dark? Is that the exclusiveness of that one? It is. And it okay. has. It is the glow in the dark is what makes it exclusive. And fortunately, all of these are shared exclusives that you're able to also order during the con at Hot Topic. Unfortunately, 
many of them are from Funko's own online store, which I find I have less luck with than a Hot Topic or something. I follow Funko Pop Hunters on Twitter to the point that every time they tweet, I get a text message. So when trying to get the Silk Spider-Man and Miss Minutes, I'm hopefully going to be able to order those from the local retailers. The difference is you don't get the Comic-Con sticker. And for some people, that Comic-Con sticker is everything. And for me, it's the thing in the box more than the box that I like. So I'm not too worried, and if I don't get them, I'm no longer all in on Funko Pops, so it's not going to, like, ruin my con. Well, isn't that our Wednesday night tradition, where we sit and have dinner, and then we start trying to order the shared exclusives? Yeah, because oftentimes they'll go up for order at midnight Eastern, the first day of the con, which is not preview night. They don't consider preview night the con, so... 12 a.m. on Thursday morning is 9 p.m. right about the time we're leaving the convention center and finally grabbing dinner on preview night. So, yes, that is... And I've had really good luck in the past, so we'll see how it goes. But as for America Chavez with the star behind her, he who remains, it's like, I I could take them or leave them. I probably will leave them because, again, moving hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Funkos is really eye-opening to what's important in life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a booth called UCC Distributing that has a lot of Funko exclusives, sort of. Like, these are pops that have been released before, such as a Year of the Shield Winter Soldier was an Amazon exclusive, but now they have a little sticker on it that says Special Edition. So, like I said, there are some people for whom stickers mean a lot. Well, they can go and pay $40 for a glow-in-the-dark Red Hulk with a special edition sticker. Hmm. Or $20 for the Walgreens exclusive Doppelganger, which is one I had to have. I mean, I absolutely love Doppelganger. There's another action stand. <laughs> Justin, you talked about Mattel. Well, they have... Wait, wait. Not Knight Rider, although that's awesome. I mean, if you guys want to get it, I mean, that's your business. <laughs> Full disclosure, I've been dipping my toes into the He-Man world, so... Mm. Well, if you're over there and don't want the first appearance Ghost Rider Hot Wheels, pick one up for me. All right. <laughs> I've always really skipped Hot Wheels in stores, with the exception of, like, the X-Men jet they put out. But at Comic-Con, they always bring these really cool things, like Ghost Rider on a motorcycle, and in a package that recreates the first issue of Ghost Rider from the 70s. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool looking. Plus, it's Hot Wheels. I mean, I'm imagining it'll roll. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did enter the lottery. I didn't get Jazzwares, but I put all my credits, every one of them, on Mondo. They are having a Black Widow movie print. They have yet to release one of those. There's going to be a black and white version online on July 21st. Only 250 made, which is about standard for a Mondo run. They're going to sell out in less than 60 seconds. Or if you can get into their booth and you're one of the first 120 people to try, you can get the red and black exclusive edition for $75. It is worth noting that Mondo is now owned by Funko. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that just happened. This is, I'm sure, stuff Mondo had planned before Funko, but I expect a lot of Mondo's exploitation. <laughs> 
I think I say this every year, but Mondo's one of these companies that confuses me. I can't wrap my mind around exactly what it is they do. It's it's posters, it's vinyl, it's figures sometimes. Yep. You know, I never I, I hear Mondo and like I think posters first, but then I start remembering they do other cool stuff too. Yeah, I think they can't figure out what they are either. And keep in mind they were owned by Alamo Drafthouse Cinema. And so it's one of those situations where I think they found themselves a merchandising arm, and maybe it got a little unwieldy, and that's why they ended up deciding, let's grab the cash, go back into the movie business, less the movie poster business, and let Funko handle this stuff. Yeah. I mean, their website for the longest time was mondotees.com, but I've never known them to sell a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm into the movie posters with Mondo. They're my big thing, so that's really cool. A little less into the comic posters they do, but here they're recreating Silver Surfer number one with Galactus and Silver Surfer the Mobius art. And if you want the full color edition, that is a San Diego Comic-Con edition on Saturday for 225 or you can just get the inked art version on their website nice and with galactus coming out later next year or this year maybe who knows that might be a cool piece yeah i, I always love art that you can put your figures in front of like that and you could put you you can either make a huge diorama of everybody attacking galactus the fantastic four attacking galactus and all that or you could just put this up and put your silver surfer and galactus figures together and kind of recreate this in front of the poster yeah. You talked about their vinyl figures, though, and one of my key characters, it's really easy to be a focus collector for Man-Thing, because they don't make anything Man-Thing. There have been, like, two action figures for Man-Thing and one vinyl album, and I have an entire Man-Thing collection. <laughs> Mondo made a pin. But Mondo made a vinyl figure of Man-Thing. Two points of articulation, the arms. But this gorgeously sculpted figure of Man-Thing. And I don't have mine yet, but I pre-ordered day one. Couldn't wait to get that. Still waiting. And then they came out with a psychedelic version of it. And they did a very limited edition of that. And I ordered it. These are both now finally sold out on the Mondo website. And I'm like, okay, I really wanted Man-Thing. Psychedelic variant. That's kind of cool. Well, now there's a Comic-Con exclusive pen and ink variant, which I'll admit it looks cool. I'm like, I a little bit more like, give me the first one before you repaint it all to hell. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would say if... If you're only getting one, you should have gotten just the regular one. But since you've got the regular one and the psychedelic one, it only makes sense that you get all three. It makes a nice display. You know, you have the regular one and then two funky ones. Man-Thing and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't going to be available at the con. I'm guessing, you know, they're still making the first one. They haven't gotten around to making the third one yet. But it is an SDCC exclusive that's going to be online on their website and they're only making 125 of them. Ooh. It's a 12-inch figure, but it's still a massive piece of vinyl. Yeah, I mean, it's super top-heavy looking. I mean, lots of body there. And speaking of vinyl, there's also an exclusive Shang-Chi vinyl soundtrack. Now, they did sell this. I have a copy of this, but now they have a red and orange and gray variant. Hmm. This is 
on the booth only. It's not going to be available online. $40. They're only making 500 of these, and that's they're making available July 21st. Well, more for your vinyl collection and more for your burgeoning Shang-Chi collection. Now, there's a company I've not heard of called 100% Soft, and they are coming out with Mega Moji Emoji Marvel characters that basically look like 3D representations of the emojis you do when you type Twitter hashtags and Marvel's paid for an emoji to pop up. Wait, I thought that we already had emoji things from like monogram or something yeah i think funko did the me emojis now we have mega emojis yeah they had the little balls yeah <laughs> you you want to get a read on how excited i am for something like this what's what's the name of the company again 100 percent soft there you go <laughs> <laughs> they have not announced what their san diego comic-con exclusive is they've just said there'll be one why though Maybe you need an emoji to express that. Hmm. <laughs> the shrug. Give me, give me a Tony Stark shrug. Now, Diamond Select Toys has some Comic-Con exclusives, and I do like them, I, but they are already available to order at Big Bad Toy Store and Entertainment Earth, so I'll let them do the shipping and not have to buy them myself at a con. In their gallery line of statues, they've repainted their Phoenix so you can get the green Phoenix statue. And in their animated line of mini-busts, they had done an animated Spider-Man mini-bust from the 90s series. Well, if you remember when he'd get his Spider-Sense, he'd kind of look like a negative version. So they gave us a Spidey-Sense Spider-Man that's painted mostly black. Yeah, that's kind of cool looking. Kind of inverted. The web lines are red and the red parts are black now. Yeah. And under Diamond Select Toy's other name, Gentle Giant, they have their... Animated series statues, the Scotty Young type art, with a repainted Nightcrawler in his X-Force outfit. Yeah, Banff Cloud base. That is available at the con, or if you're in their Premiere Guild, though, you'll be able to order this during the con and have it delivered to your house. But if you pick it up at the con, it's only like three inches, four inches tall, so that goes in a suitcase real nicely. Nice. As does the exclusive from Beast Kingdom. All right, this one I want. What can I say? It's an <laughs> Egg Attack Stealth Iron Man. The way it's sitting in that package is creepy. It looks like it does look like a baby trapped in a, a TV. <laughs> I'm never going to not see that, thanks. <laughs> Especially with its little scowl. It's like a baby about to poop. Yeah. Well, thanks for ruining my exclusive stuff, <laughs> Iron Man, Justin. <laughs> I just saved you a hundred bucks. <laughs> There's also, at Beast Kingdom, though, a Throg versus Alligator Loki mini diorama, I guess. It's six inches tall, 40 bucks. You can get your... Animal God of Thunder versus your Animal Trickster God. That's fun. It's always good to see Throg getting some love. Now that he's appeared in Loki, he's like all the rage now. Yeah. He's canonized. And then, do you like pins? I'm not really a pin guy. Mm. But Toink is having a series of pins from the... Marvel TV series. I'm not buying it. It's $10. I don't know that I want to spend $10 on a Lark, but the New York City LARPer pin from Hawkeye, it's almost got me in my sweet spot for ironic collecting. Yeah. 
Yeah, but then, you know, for the whole, all the people that didn't watch that or forget, because it was part of it, but are they going to remember? People are just going to think you're a dorky LARPer. But they'll also think I live in the best city in the world. That's true. But they're going to think you're a LARPer there, which kind of takes you down a few notches. <laughs> I'm preparing for angry letters from LARPers right now. And New York residents. New York are awesome. They're amazing people. There's also a Moon Knight replica crescent blade for $75. But it's $75. Yeah. Is it made of gold? Does it have any gold on it? Like gold plated? Yeah, this is a limited edition. The regular pin of this is only $16. What makes this one $75? This impressive prop replica features two base metal magnetic pins with recessed carvings, designed with exacting attention to detail right down to the ancient Egyptian etchings, just like the on-screen artifact. This dynamic design is plated with the finest 14 karat gold for a truly iconic look. Okay, plated, gold plated. Limited to 400 pieces. It's not going to sell out. Well, what do you think about the $175 silver-plated edition of the Eye of Agamotto from Doctor Strange? I'm going to say that's also overpriced and a super niche market there. I'm a little confused. I have to go back and rewatch the movie. I mean, he lost the Time Stone, so does he still have the Eye of Agamotto? Does it do anything? I thought it was just where they housed the Time Stone. Yeah, is it purely decorative now? Maybe this is actually it. Maybe that's what Doctor Strange is up to. He's selling it. (laughs) (laughs) Times have changed and gotten a little rough for him. (laughs) Without it being on a chain, it kind of looks like a a class ring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) An awfully big class ring. Sure. You could also get a miniature 24-karat gold-plated Loki helmet for $175. Justin, you said you're feeling like you might spend some money wildly. Are these getting you? (laughs) But depending on the scale, like, that might be a cool accessory for a hot toy or something. But not a human. If it was smaller, I'd be tempted to get the regular version, which costs a lot less, to put on that G.I. Joe alligator figure so I can finally have alligator Loki. (laughs) And then they have a few more pins. I am Groot pin with, I guess this is adolescent Groot when he starts growing hair in his armpits and a mustache? Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going on with this Groot? Bob Ross Groot? (laughs) What the hell? It's kind of frightening. I didn't want to think of Groot and puberty, but there we go. Thanks, Pin. (laughs) There's a WandaVision pin. There's a Ms. Marvel pin for $12. That's the best show no one's watching, by the way. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's super fun and super cute. And she's really good in it. Agreed. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that pins are super easy and super fast to produce. I think that's how Figpin makes their money, and they're going to have a Comic-Con exclusive Carnage. Uh-oh, Arnie. How, how's this going to work for you with Carnage? It's a pin. It's going to work just fine as I don't go to booth 103 and spend my money on this. There's 1,500 of them. It's not that exclusive. Okay. There's Hitchhiker Deadpool. Kind of weird. I'd love that as like a figure, but I don't want it as a pin. Every time I look at fig pins, it makes me think, man, they should bring back Shrinky Dinks. Because I want to do Shrinky Dinks. Yes. (laughs) Shrinky Dinks are awesome. But doesn't that remind you of that? Like the cutoutable, bright colors, simple lines. Mm -hmm. Yes. Although I never was able to do this kind of shading like they do with the pink and the red. Or the three colors of blue in the jeans. Yeah. That'd be some upper level Shrinky Dinking. (laughs) Pro level. You're going to go to the pro. (laughs) There's a... Pen line, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Spider-Man. That's just lazy. I'm sorry. 
pre-colored shrinky dink. Yeah. <laughs> over at the Hallmark booth, though, I will be heading over there hoping to get Spider-Gwen keepsake ornaments. I think that one's pretty cool and a nice character to make an exclusive. I'm sorry, I guess she's Ghost Spider now. Oh, she got a name. She changed her name? Well, yeah, you don't, you know, it's kind of like Spider-Man doesn't want to be going around Spider-Peter, you know, everybody would know who you are, it kind of takes away the purpose of a mask. Or they'd hmm. wonder what the hell Spider-Peter was and if there's a cure. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Spider-Miles sounds like a unit of measurement. <laughs> God, I have to go two million spider miles to San Diego. <laughs> Upper Deck interested me because I'm really getting into some of their games. They do have limited edition prints, making me remember briefly that Upper Deck also sells art. They're doing a Vision and Scarlet Witch limited edition. The Scarlet Witch is the Comic-Con exclusive, and the Vision is the companion piece that's non-exclusive. I like how you're like, oh yeah, they sell art. I completely forgot. <laughs> Not just cards. Yeah. They also will have, if you play their games, a limited edition Loki playmat. Loki on the Bifrost comic art. So what do you have to do to get the playmat? Give them money. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I know this is where my evening is going at some point, is to get you this playmat. No, there have been cases where you play in a tournament to get the playmat. That's how we got the Venom playmat. But no, yeah. this is, I believe, just for sale. Okay. <laughs> I'm walking past their booth. They got them. It packs easily. They do. And Entertainment Earth has some exclusives. Socks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I literally choked on that. <coughs> Excuse me. What the hell? They're available for pre-order online, but you don't know if you get them unless they don't sell out at the convention. Do they say raise your hammer? They say raise your hammer. Yes. They should say eat my hammer. <laughs> I, I feel that in all this Thor stuff, there's seriously a lack of Mighty Thor things. Well, this is technically Mighty Thor. It's Mew Mew. Yeah. There's also the Infinity Cones from Thor socks. <laughs> it is, to my knowledge, the only Infinity Cones product. However, looking at that logo, it seems destined for a Twink pin. Yeah, right. <laughs> you mean they don't already have one? Not yet. Oh, boy. It was quicker to get the socks than the pins this year. <laughs> I love how in the Thor universe, they know what font was used for Infinity War and used it on the ice cream shop. It's like... <laughs> and then they have a mini backpack, which is 11.9 by 9 by 4.5, which is the perfect SDCC 2022 backpack because you're not buying anything. <laughs> Otherwise, in most years, this would be way too small of a backpack. True. Speaking of backpacks, Loungefly has something I've never heard of before. Cosplay backpacks. I don't understand this. What the hell? It basically looks like you cut off Gamora's head and legs and turned her into a backpack. So, but that's her front, isn't it? Yeah. So, but you're carrying it on your back. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a front pack. Yeah, this is not so good. And the same thing with Captain Carter is... It's her front because you see the straps and the shield is theoretically on her back there. So that would be her chest. Loungefly, also purchased by Funko. But I did save the best for last. This is already up for order on Sideshow, but they're calling it an exclusive. Uh, you know, 
Hot Toys calls it a Toy Fair exclusive, which is an international con. Sideshow used to take Toy Fair exclusives to San Diego to sell in person. Now it's available online. The Iron Man Mark 85 holographic version. It's kind of pretty. Yeah, it is. I guess that they finally realized that the Neon Edition Tron versions ran their course when the last one they made ended up going on deep discount during Halloween Spooktacular. And so now they're (laughs) going with this holographic kind of metallic version. I do love this figure. It's And it comes with all of the Mark 85's accessories that you can put on or take off and all of the Hot Toys articulation. I snatched this figure day one. Nice. Yeah, it's hard to tell if like it's, it's metallic in places or is it translucent in some places? It's got a lot going on for how simple it is. It is die cast. Oh, nice. There's probably some plastic in the hinges and things, but this is in their die-cast line of hot toys. Cool. So, like, just a nice, like, light bluish gray color scheme going on on top of the metal. Yeah, I think it looks really sharp. But then again, I'm a sucker for Blue Iron Man, as the Beast Kingdom baby in a box proves. (laughs) (laughs) But that is it. And, I mean... There's a lot of exclusives if you're itching to spend some money, but with the Mojo box being online and not at the con, and Diamond having their stuff up for order early, I really think the most exciting thing for me at the con is if I get in the Mondo line, the Black Widow poster, and second to that, the Ghost Rider Hot Wheels. And these are things usually I'd be like, if I can get them, I get them. And this year it's like, you're number two! (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you, you can prioritize some of these smaller things this time i didn't say anything i must have and i'll probably just be wandering around looking for somebody some vendor selling shrinky dinks so now that that's on my mind but to be honest i mean there is not much exciting going on as far as comic-con collecting i think the excitement is that there's a comic-con at all it's true you know we're we're days away from being there and Finding out that things are going to be a little bit different is a little unsettling, but I think at the end of it, and once we're in it, we're going to be thankful that things are a little bit different. Because, like, to be thrown right back into the mix and, like, having to deal with a Hasbro Pulse booth and all this other stuff, I think we're probably going to be happy that things have changed a little bit and we don't have to deal with a lot of that craziness. Yeah, what you're saying is we're out of practice. Yep. And... Maybe this is the new normal. Like I said, I mean, DC isn't coming. Marvel is having their Marvel shop booth, and I guess maybe booths are cheaper. They have two booths now. The Marvel shop is going to be a completely separate booth across the aisle from the Marvel booth. So you'll be able to actually get into the Marvel booth or shop and not have those two crowds stepping on each other the way they always have in the past. Right. They haven't announced what they've got there. Usually it's a lot of durable goods, a lot of t-shirts, sometimes a plushie or two. Yeah. But without DC there, I know DC is owned by Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers was owned by AT&T and recently sold to Discovery Channel. And Discovery Channel is very much paying close attention to what Warner Brothers does and how they can best utilize their assets and their advertising dollars. But I just hope... Comic-Con can retain its importance post-COVID or, you know, post-COVID shutdown anyway. COVID is still very much in San Diego, but post-COVID shutdown, I hope companies don't think that this isn't a great way to interact with fans. I mean, that a major comic publisher 
isn't going to be there, isn't going to have the booth signings that they usually have, have the interaction they usually have, have as many panels as they usually have. They are having some DC panels, but no floor presence. I'd hate to see other companies just start to pull out too and diminish what has been the huge high point of collecting and my geekdom every year for 16 years now. But we talked about how during lockdown, these companies had to change course and they have a much more affordable and more impactful way to reach people with these live streams and online events. I mean, if the companies that kept going, I mean, Hasbro, I think, is experiencing crazy stuff because they kept the live streams going. They kept the presence without the conventions. And I'm sure it's a hell of a lot cheaper for them to do a live stream with their Marvel team than it is to send that booth out to San Diego or even put it up in New York, which is kind of in their backyard. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see, like what type of PR companies, you know, especially like DC, they said they're not going to be there. What kind of PR they feel like they might have missed out on by not being there this year? And will they change up and be there next year? But yeah, I mean, to what you're saying, Arnie, I hope it's not a new norm that we start shrinking Comic-Con down to, to almost nothing because things have changed. I am excited that even though it's a D23 year, Kevin Feige and Marvel will be back in Hall H on Saturday. I'm excited because that shows faith in Comic-Con still as a great way to connect with fans outside of D23. I'm also excited because we're pretty much on an uncharted course these days. I mean, we know the next couple of movies, but no matter what he announces, it's going to not be all that far away. Yeah, and it'll be news, you know? Usually things are so far out in the future that you almost forget by the time they come out. But yeah, we we really don't know what's on the direct horizon for a lot of the MCU. But to end this show on a high note, guys, if your shopping is less... What do you think are some highlights at Comic-Con that you guys do that people who maybe spent time in line shopping most of the time and find themselves with some free time can do these days? You know what's going to be a big thing for me is I want to spend more time with friends. And now I'm going to be able to hang out and see people more often because I'm not going to be spending four hours in line for something. Hopefully they're not going to be spending four hours in line for something. So there's going to be a lot more of that organic passing in the aisle, hang out with you for a little bit kind of thing, or, hey, I'm walking over here, you want to go check this out kind of thing, because this has always kind of been like summer camp, and I think seeing all my friends after like three years is going to be amazing, and we're going to be able to hang out more. Yeah, I hear that for sure. That's definitely something to look forward to. I don't know, I can see myself spending a little more time like wandering around Artist Alley and taking in some of the cool, unique artwork that they have there, and maybe a little bit more time at the individual vendor booths, just kind of... See, because there's a lot of creative stuff going on out there that doesn't necessarily make the radar of Comic-Con normally because it's like so much big stuff happening that all these littler things kind of get thrown off to the side. But yeah, might have more time to focus on that type of thing this year. You know, I want to add, I'm super excited to see your son's excitement at going to Comic-Con for the first time. Yeah. Because this is going to be his first one. And I know you've told him about it, but I don't think you can accurately tell somebody about Comic-Con and they have to experience it because I may say, oh, there's like 100,000 people. And you're like, okay, throughout the whole town. No, like in the same building. Right. In the same room. 
<laughs> yeah. So I, I know I think it's gonna be kind of fun to see it through his eyes and listen to him and how excited he is about different things or or he goes, This is nuts. Why do you guys do this? <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point. Like we'll get some young blood perspective for once and that'll be that'll be good. I'm excited. A couple days. Absolutely. And, and like you both of you said, if you find yourself missing DC or something, head over to Artist Alley. There's a lot of DC creators over there. Most of the artists in Artist Alley, no matter who they work for, are very approachable. You can just chat with them. I know I'm excited about some stuff being brought by Adi Granov and Mark Brooks. And then, yes, seeing friends is the main reason why I keep going back to Comic-Con year after year after year. Justin, I can't believe I haven't seen you in person in three years. Right? Man, you're going to be blown away by how long my hair is. Oh, wait, you can see me on video. (laughs) Damn. We will be bringing you coverage from San Diego Comic-Con. We already have plans to bring you guys some one-shot micro-podcasts from Comic-Con, and then we'll be back after the show together to give a wrap-up of, hopefully, a lot of Hasbro reveals, hopefully, that come out this year and early next year, as well as reveals from Hot Toys, Sideshow, Gentle Giant, Diamond, and others. Yeah, so while it's going to be a different year, there's still going to be plenty to do and plenty to talk about. So all that and more on the next handful of Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. You can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for collectibles, and read articles on Marvel movies, comics, and collecting. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Find all those links at our website. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at NowPlayingPodcast.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Andrew. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2022, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. On the booth only, it's not going to be available online, $40, they're only making 500 of these, and that's they're making available July 21st. Well, more for your vinyl collection and more for your burgeoning Shang-Chi collection. You just love to rub salt in that wound. Hey, you know what? It wouldn't be such a big deal if I hadn't joked that 
Shang-Chi was your favorite, and then three years later, they came out with a freaking movie. <laughs> yeah, Marjorie asked me, you know, which character won't you collect stuff of? I was like, they'll never put Shang-Chi in a movie. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> Oops. And they probably already <laughs> mm-hmm. had the script written by that point. <laughs> <laughs> but the, in your head, you were thinking, like, the Bruce Lee version of Shang-Chi. Like, yeah. we end up getting a reimagined. You know, they brought back Light Brights. Yeah. Lightbright came back in a big way. I think it was a... I haven't watched it yet, but Stranger. I think it was a Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. Lightbrights were awesome. I didn't know they went away. In many ways, they did. They yeah. Did. <laughs> but... Now I'm going to look for some shrinky dinks in those stained glass kits, too. Right? 